Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. And this is January's Creepy Account. Creepy Account. And we have something extra special for you guys today. And that is some special guests, some of our bestie, bestie, besties that we're finally get to meet on virtual call. Not in person, but kind of feels like it. From Live Laugh Larceny Podcast, we have Trevin and Amanda. Welcome. What up, what up? Hello. Guys, we're so happy to have you on today. Please tell our followers all about yourselves, your friendship, and your podcast. Oh my gosh, where to even begin? Well, so Trevin and I, when we wanted to start our own show, we wanted to do something a little bit different than the traditional true crime comedy. I was more into the traditional true crime, whereas Trevin was more into the comedy aspect. (laughs) But we kind of wanted to switch it up. So instead of doing, you know, like more lighthearted and heavy topics, we are doing more lighthearted topics, but in a more heavy tone, (laughs) I guess you could say. Basically what I wanted to do was flip it on its head. And I wanted to kind of play off of how some just kind of the genre as a whole, sometimes true crime can kind of take itself a little too seriously. Originally our show was called seriously sinister because that was just such a cliche phrase that people say like, oh, and then they did something seriously sinister. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did change our name because we found out that we were trying to take it back, you know, take it back from the man and make seriously sinister hours. But then <laughs> it just kind of looked cliche. So we realized we jumped off of it. So what I wanted to do was I really like the show Radio Rental, the Payne Lindsay show. He does so good with the sound effects and the immersiveness and that we like let's not meet and storytelling podcasts and so i was like well i want to do that but i want to be kind of like the naked gun or something or it's just a straight up parody on the genre as a whole so what we do is we take small time petty crimes but we try to tell them as if we are doing an overly serious investigative discovery type documentary on something as simple as a serial cell phone thief at Starbucks or something. That's iconic. That's <laughs> I love it so much. And actually, when you guys were still called Seriously Sinister was when I was able to be featured on the show. You guys invited me on to tell Which you my- killed it. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Nailed it was it. so fun to tell the funny story of my friend Parker and how he thought his wallet was stolen in Disneyland. Right. I still hear your voice being like, I think I've been pickpocketed. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. And the best part was, is when I was recording it, I was so channeling the dramatic 
craziness that was going on with our friend Parker. He literally acted like the world was over. And yeah, it was because like literally we had to get on a plane to get there. But he, like Parker, but, I know Parker. Parker, like Logan's freshman, sophomore, junior, Parker, senior. the Hill Parker. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yes. My double date. Yeah. So Parker basically is one of the most calm, cool, collected people you'll ever meet in your entire lives. Y'all, he lost it, was <laughs> frantic. And then out of nowhere, pulls out this like what girls would call like their jewelry bag, like a very small makeup bag that would never fit the amount of makeup I need to bring if I'm going somewhere. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. I brought my two backup credit cards and my passport just in case this happened. I was like, you manifested this what? to happen to yourself. <laughs> yeah, wow. you did that to yourself. That was so dramatic of wow. you. Yeah, that's the one thing that I found as we've continued making the show is I forget whose quote it was, but they said that, Comedy is viewing a situation zoomed out and tragedy is zooming a situation zoomed in and being caught up in the moment of, oh, I think somebody stole my wallet. It seems silly because you're looking at it in hindsight. But in the moment, it was just like he lost his shit over it. And we were losing our shits. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I try to channel in with our story because it's so anticlimactic and it's so stupid. But it's really easy that if you've experienced it, it makes it a lot more you know, easy to channel the high drama of that situation. What's crazy, too, about our show, and Trevin and I have talked about this a couple times, is before we actually started the show, neither one of us ever communicated with each other like, hey, are you good at writing stories? Are you a good writer? Like, we never talked about it. But luckily, we both love writing because we write the stories. And when it comes to the petty crime itself... We keep the facts accurate, but a lot of the times the stories we cover, it's basically a clickbait headline. We don't get to know all the small little details of why this crime was committed or what the backstory is. And sometimes they don't even tell us were they charged or not. So that's kind of where the fun comes in, where we kind of create a story around it. I think one of my favorite ones that I listened to in preparation for my story on y'all's was the barefoot Bertha with the shit drama that was going on in the stalls. Are you joking? Oh my God. It was so crazy. I literally called Morgan. I was like, dude, this shit is insane. We should switch to petty crime. <laughs> this is beyond. Yeah. This is beyond. Oh my God. Yes. That was one of my favorite stories. And that was actually a true story that happened at a job I worked at. So sometimes... Trevin and I will do like personal petty crime stories that I've committed. Like when I was in college, I was a serial American flag thief <laughs> and I would get drunk and I would go porch to porch stealing American flags. Please don't hate me. Everyone listening. They're like, so that's where my flag went. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it went. They're like, all of a sudden. Hmm. Yeah. And so like, I turned this whole dramatic story into like the town's patriot poacher. And like I was the, you know, like we just we have too much fun sometimes with our stories. Well, like, you'll have a story after your events today. Yeah. Oh, 100%. hopefully that goes public. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was actually just thinking that I was like, okay. Here's another situation in my... This is the one. Yeah. Here's another situation. Like, for everyone listening, I sold my car on Facebook Marketplace. And right after I sold it, 
The guy relisted it for double the price. <laughs> it was really, it was really rude because the guy He's that he was bidding to against, bag. like, really, truly had a good reason for wanting it, and the other dude was a liar. He told us he was buying it for his sister who was trying to leave an abusive relationship, and we chose him over another buyer. I mean, he was offering a little more money, but also his story was very gripping to the heart. <laughs> right. You're like, I, I, look, I, you're like, so. I'm here for the story. Like, I'm always here to help a woman out. Like, that is what I'm here for. That is like why God put me on this earth. And you lied to me. Yeah. So. He's like, double the buck. Let me get my bag real quick. Not even a day can go by and he right. had it posted. He did it immediately. Immediately. Like, why not even 24 hours? Do you not think that we're going to be watching? And multiple people now have sent me the screenshots of people who were also interested in the car. They're like, <laughs> uh, what the heck? This is back on oh, here. And I'm like, that I have he? a question for you. Yes. Did he use your pictures or did he take his own? Oh, you know what? I think he somehow took his own because the screenshots that I was seeing, there were different pictures. I think he used some of mine and he took a couple new ones. For he did reason. not own the rights to those pictures. No, he, he didn't. Period. Trevin, tell us how you make it an immersive experience. And I'm really excited to hear your sound effects that you put in for the snapshots that were stolen from Amanda for <laughs> her new story. <laughs> Yeah, so I probably should have definitely talked about that when I was explaining our show because we actually will be experimenting with some of that when doing these stories today. But for our show, I went to an audio school and I originally was a singer-songwriter. So when we started our show, I didn't want to just use any like stock music. So for our whole first year and probably a couple months, I challenged myself to write a brand new background song for every single story we did. So that would be two different songs a week. And so I think I have like 110. Wow. Right now. Now I, I don't make new ones anymore. I, I reuse them. But Trevin, that is intense. That's awesome. And I complained about an edit. Are you joking? I don't even know how I did it. It was like a blur looking back. I don't know how he did it either. I kept telling him, I was like, no one's going to know. Like It's all good. Start reusing them. But now we have all this amazing, dramatic, ominous background music to choose from because of him. Yeah. I'm so thankful to have them. I can match moods now. I have emotional songs and I have creepy sounding songs. They're just different ones that match the tone of our petty crime or what we're trying to do with it. I love that. That's so cool. I also have stock movie sound effects and like walking and doors opening and just just about anything. And I'll do my own sound design, too, to help make the stories more immersive. Generally, I'm making fun of the cheesy shows that do that. But I'm going to try to do it in some serious ways for us here in this episode and still make it sound creepy. I want to add to it and not make fun of it like I normally do. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be something a little different from what you guys typically do because you'll be able to actually fulfill the seriously, seriously sinister, sinister vibes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be serious this time. <laughs> this time is serious sinister <laughs> with a yes. little bit of the live, laugh, larceny that we all bring into it. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you guys came on here with us today. And I think one of my favorite parts of it is that we're kind of doing a swap slash two-parter. Two-parter. Slash, slash you have to travel a little bit. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is kind of like a scavenger hunt for all of the listeners. So our first part of this creepy account you're hearing currently right now on our feed 
And our second part of this creepy account, you will have to travel on over to Live Laugh Larceny's podcast. And it will be linked in our show description. And also, if you're from Live Laugh Larceny and you've come over here to visit us, hi to your part two. Hello. So glad to have you. And we're so excited to give you guys these stories today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It sounds like from all of the shows I've listened to of your guys' podcast, you guys have some amazing listeners. And I know we have really, really amazing listeners too. So I'm really excited to kind of combine the two. And Me too. I think that our listeners will love you guys so much. So. I think that we kind of have a little bit of a powerhouse cult going on here. You know what? I think so. I'm going to call this double C triple L cult. Or we, we got to come up with something a little <gasps> the bit. LLC. The LLCs. <laughs> the LLCs. The LLC. Join now. You heard it first. TM, everybody. They're like TM. That's been TM for nine years. LLC for us. I'm about to throw the mic. This is it. This is the one. Oh my God. This is going to be so fun. So I hope you guys can chit chat all of our listeners between the two posts that we make for this on Instagram. I know that our listeners love stirring up some absolute tea and giving us the best vibes on all of our comments. And so do y'all's. So I feel like they're going to have a freaking blast in the comment sections. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't following us, you can follow us on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. And if you guys want to drop yours. Yes, we're just live, laugh, larceny on all the social medias. So yeah. Okay, Morgan, hit them with it. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy. Creepy. Okay, so the very first story that we have today is from S or Anonymous. And it says, hi, girls. Love listening to your podcast and find comfort that I am not the only one who believes in all things supernatural. This is a long one. So here we go. My third eye be working overtime these days. So grab your eye drops and let's dive in. Okay, let me go grab them. We're dope. (laughs) (laughs) When I was about four years old, my parents moved into a new house that was built in the 1920s. This house looks very similar to the Amityville Horror House. So my mother, as a horror buff, was sold. This house has many stories, but for the sake of time and for the sake of typing this during the workday, I will only tell two. Backstory. The woman who lived in the house in the 40s unfortunately died in a fire that broke out in the middle of the night as she was sleeping. Since then, there were multiple owners before my parents, with the most recent being a family friend. This friend told us the story of the woman passing and said they felt a spirit there, but it felt comforting. As my mom was akin to the spooks, it didn't stop us from moving in a few weeks later. The women in my family have been especially clairvoyant and susceptible to the supernatural occurrences. My mom has a slew of stories I will tell at a later time, but her experiences have opened my sister and I up to the supernatural world and piqued our interest. When my sister and I were about 10 or 13, respectively, we wanted to have a seance with our friends. I know, dumb. Yeah, please don't ever do that. Kid stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what? I will give you a five out of 10 for the fact that there wasn't a Ouija board involved. Well, 
Hold on, I haven't even gotten yeah, that far. Not, not yet, yet. anyway. <laughs> My mom always told us if we were going to do it, that no matter what, we had to keep our hands held, keep the circle strong, and to say goodbye. My sister, myself, and our two friends went into the basement, lit candles, and began. We held our hands strong and called upon, quote, whoever was in this house, end quote. Nothing happened, and with my 10-year-old patience, I was over it within five minutes. My friend and I then went upstairs to tell my mom about it when all of a sudden, a gust of wind and the smell of roses zoomed past us. This gust was so strong, it flipped my hair. We stood in silence and in shock. Seconds later, my sister and her friend began to scream and ran upstairs. We saw her, we saw her, they screamed. My sister and her friend explained that they saw a woman glitching. First, the top half, and then the bottom half. This woman was in a nightgown. Before that time, and for a few years after, we would smell the floral perfume at random times and in random places throughout the house, always feeling comforted. My mom said about a week before they were moving out, she told the woman we were leaving and she was invited to move on and find peace. Oh my God, I thought your mom was about to say, you're invited to move in with us. Come on in, the door's open. (laughs) I really love the perfume that you put around the house. You're more than welcome to come with us. We've got a spare seat in the back. (laughs) Yeah. Pack up. We've got a place for you, like all the things. (laughs) Just get comfortable. Our family had lived there for 20 years and had so many great memories and felt so safe in that home. And that woman felt like a part of it to us. I don't think the woman came with them as now the family that moved in have two kids. They're girls around the same age as my sister and I when we moved in. I feel in my heart that the woman stayed behind to look after those girls the same way that she looked after me and my sister all of those years. So that's story number one. Story number two. The first week we moved in, our family dog began acting weird, ripping his tail fur out and sleeping in the kitchen rather than in my parents' room upstairs. My mom instinctively went room to room telling whatever it was that it had to leave, and this was now our house. A few weeks later, I made a new friend. I won't say the name that this friend told me, as I fear if I say too much, he will come back. Similar to Beetlejuice. No. So let's call him Fred. Okay, Fred. Now at 27 years old, I can vividly remember Fred. He was short, a bit shorter than my four-year-old self, had very pale skin, fiery red hair, and yellow eyes. Piercing yellow that wouldn't fade even in the darkness. My sister and I shared a room at the time, and as she was seven years old, she was at school during the day with me at home to play alone. My mom would hear me talking and playing with someone in my room, which was upstairs. And when she would come up, no one was there. Like other kids who just moved into a new neighborhood, she didn't think anything of it. My new imaginary friend. A few weeks went by, and my plane with Fred turned into me arguing with him. Fred would tell me to take my sister's coin collection or steal her toys, and I would say no. I know. What a good sister I was. No, really, though. You didn't get yeah. into peer pressure. Um, not going to lie. <laughs> I probably would have stolen it. <laughs> Sounds like Fred was a petty criminal. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, Fred, yeah. whatever you say, Fred, you have yellow eyes. I will <laughs> steal my sister's coins. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You have yellow eyes. No problem, Fred. No problem. <laughs> 
This angered Fred, and he would then zoom around the room and what felt like trying to zoom right through me. After a week of Fred being mean to me, I told my mom. She asked me what he looks like, and I told her. Immediately when I said yellow eyes, her face dropped, an expression I had never seen before. She told me to tell him I no longer want to be friends and that he needed to leave me alone. The next time I saw him, I told him to leave and I don't want to be friends. And I just remember how angry he got. All of a sudden, he grew larger and larger, his hair turning to fire and his eyes getting bigger. I screamed, get out and reached out to grab him. Something in me mustered all of the courage to grab him and shove him into the radiator. Strange instinct, but the only enclosed vessel I could find. From then on, I never saw him again. Since then, I avoided opening that radiator, and when my parents moved out two years ago, I felt relief to leave it and Fred in the past. Present day, I do see the shadows, and my dog seems to bark at a piece of art that I took from my parents' old house. But I feel safe in my apartment. Unfortunately, I do think something dark is attached to my family. For now, things are quiet. In the future, when I have children, I will ensure they feel the confidence to tell entities to buzz off. And the living have more power than any darkness in the world. Absolutely, S. Ooh. Thank you for sharing my story and all of the stories of your listeners. You've built such a great and supportive community, and I know we all appreciate listening in weekly. I hope you had a great holiday season, and I'll submit more stories soon. Cheers, S. Love you, S. Love Thank you, you, S. Thank you so much for sending that in. But what the fuck? Well, can we talk about the first ghost that she saw where it was glitching like the, the glitching. freaking matrix like yeah. did you guys catch yeah, that yeah what was that they said it was like the first half of, of them like top glitched and then the second half that like came in and like that just like lines up with like i don't know you will glitch in the matrix mm -hmm. different dimensions mm -hmm. like overlapping Parallels. at once like that's fucking crazy yeah and then i couldn't stop i don't know about you guys have you guys watched wednesday i haven't watched wednesday yet i haven't oh, watched it on. yet i need to I, no one's Tell gonna us. relate to this then okay well, our when, listeners well i bet a lot of the <laughs> listeners have. yeah when s was talking about the guy with the fiery hair and the yellow eyes and how he's getting larger and growing and growing there's a creature in the show wednesday and i don't know the exact name of the creature but he's human and then he turns into like this freaking monster werewolf <laughs> thing but it is like a distorted werewolf. It just, I don't know how to explain it, where his eyes like grow real big and he just gets like larger and larger and larger. And that's what I fucking thought of the S, entire time. Don't watch Wednesday. S, you yeah, might that's get triggered. Seriously triggering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But okay, Fred though, I'm so torn up about Fred and the fact that he's kind of stuck in this radiator too on top of it. So yeah, you guys know the people, well, you don't know them super well. You just know that they had kids. I wonder if mm -hmm. they would be cool if you reached out and asked if they've had any instances or drama going on with that radiator or if they've reached out to you and asked if there was anything. I don't know. Or ask if we can come and look at it. Look at the house. Not really though. If it's like I a Beetlejuice like... sitch, then I don't want it. But... Okay. So to the glitch of the woman with the rose perfume, who likely was the person who died in the home, I feel like she's a protector. Mm -hmm. And second, I feel like because of the energy that you guys must have been conjuring, and I don't use conjuring in a negative tense, but more of like gathering or being able to support through your seance that that's why she was kind of glitching. Like she mm. couldn't 
breakthrough. Right. Like she was trying to break through using the energy that you guys were providing. And since you guys were upstairs talking about it, talking about something is it's kind of like talking something into existence. It's almost just as powerful as sitting in a circle. Yeah. Which is why like when you're telling stories about these people, it's really important. Like after we do a creepy account, we always make sure that we cleanse light something in the end of it because it will come to you. You talk about it. But either way, I feel like she was probably trying to come in on this energy wave that you guys had going and was trying to get the energy together. And she was and like static. struggling like to get through. She was like, shit, Stuck. they went upstairs. <laughs> shit, they saw half my body. Yeah, literally. I got to get the rest out here before they freak out. Like it was almost, and since it was a comforting person and Rose too, like that's another calming, very maternal, nurturing scent that, you know, when you smell it, it's almost like Rose reminds me of my grandmother. I don't, I don't even know of a perfume that she would wear, but for some reason, when I smell rose, I think of my grandmother. Yeah, grandparents are very rosy. Yeah, yeah. very floral scents. Yeah. Very much. Potpourri mm-hmm. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, potpourri. <laughs> yes, that's exactly I honestly what shit. I was thinking of. And then with Fred, I wonder if she was trying to protect you from Fred that entire time. Yeah. Like if she was doing the job of keeping him contained in that radiator. A good analysis. When you guys hear glitch, and now I don't do a lot of creepy stuff, but... I'm picturing like in the VHS movies, there was one where there was like a glitchy ghost girl that was actually very digital kind of 90s mm-hmm. digital glitch. Is that what you're picturing? I'm or are picturing you thinking like something static, else? Like, uh, yeah, not a see-through okay. per se, but like, like a, little dots, not lines. Yeah. In my head because it was split half and half. I'm picturing just like hearing static and like kind of seeing like a like real quick of like something like, you know. But like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Have we all been to the Tower of Terror in Disney World? Yes. Yeah. No. Oh my God, Trevin. We're going. <laughs> I don't. I'm not well traveled. Trevin, we're all <laughs> for going. We're all for going. Oh my God, we're all for going. I'm in. Oh my God, they, that'll be they so glitch fun. In those. So when they're taking you into the twilight zone, yeah. they when you first like start going in the car and you're driving to the place where they drop you, you see them come up and they glitch. And that's exactly what I saw. Okay. Yeah. And we're gonna have to pull it up on YouTube for Trevin. He's gotta see it. Okay, we'll pull that up at the yeah. end because it's very imperative that you know exactly what we're what we're seeing in our heads. <laughs> I'll try to find the VHS glitch girl and send that to you. Yeah, yeah I want to see what you're seeing too. But thank you ask for sending that in that was a very good story. yeah that was a great one thank you so yeah, that much was a great starter i also want to say that s's mom you know how the moms are like if you're gonna drink i'd rather you do it in the house <laughs> yeah. and she was like if you're going to conjure at least make sure that your circle is tight and <laughs> right. i feel like that's the type of mom i'm gonna be yeah i'm like okay no ouija boards but if we're gonna talk to the dead we're calling susan number one and <laughs> number, number two, two just let me know so i can light what i need to light. yeah just let me know because i'll I'll go get the crystals and the sage out and we'll go get the rest of the things, but we're going to do it safely. And I'm going to take everybody's seat. I love Is there a word for that? Like a DD for seances? Yeah. And stuff? We've got to figure out one. We call it a Susan. We'll yeah. be like, we need a Susan. <laughs> a DD. A designated driver to the seance. Yeah. And for all of the live, laugh, larceny people that are over here, if you don't know who Susan is, Susan is our, the official medium, angelic psychic medium of Creeps and Crimes podcast. She does the readings for all of our listeners. And there's actually a code if you guys want to use it to get some money off for your first reading. It is Creeps and Crimes. You just text her. Her information is always in our show description. So if there's anything that you're struggling with in terms of, you know, just wanting a reading, wanting to have a healing session, Reiki cleansing, sound bath. If there's a demon in your closet or in your radiator, you can always give Susan a call. 
And she's amazing. And Lovely. we've had nothing but great response. No, she's from phenomenal. Anyone that has she blows her. our fucking minds. And I've been seeing her since 2019 and she still blows my fucking mind. All right. So I guess I am next to go. And I have a story from a listener named Jamie, which actually I was doing my homework on creepy accounts earlier today and listening and this is not the first one that jamie sent oh jamie hello welcome back so welcome back sorry you got me (laughs) (laughs) and i'll just go ahead and jump into this thing first a little bit of opener hello girlies i have written a creepy account previously about a house i lived in as a child in villisca iowa well this is my story of my overnight stay in the villisca axe murder house have you guys done that one or do you know anything about that we one we have wanted to cover it before but i didn't know the like full details of all of the murder we, i knew that it was a haunted location that was because of a murder yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there was actually a podcast meetup from people that uh, we did the true crime podcast festival with and a bunch of uh, murder podcasts actually stayed the night there Amanda was really pregnant at the time and we just didn't do it. Thank God. Thank God you didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to now hearing yeah. that whole story. Yeah, especially oh. pregnant. But if you guys want to make a weekend of it, we can totally do it. Yeah. We're both Midwesterners. That would be That's fun. That's true. Let's do the Tower of Terror. Yeah. I don't know I'd about this be house. Disney. Let's right. go to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather take the <laughs> Sorry, <Disney> Trevin. <laughs> Yeah, let's do <laughs> Disney spooky and not real world spooky. Yeah, we'll do the Haunted yes, Mansion please. and the Tower of Terror. That's equal, right? <laughs> right, I think yes. so. <laughs> Okay, so here's Jamie's stay at the house. In the fall of 2016, a group of five friends of mine and I decided to go stay there overnight. We all worked graveyard shift and knew we would just stay awake the whole time. Apparently, my dumbass forgot that I am very open and have already had so many experiences with ghosts. So the house has zero power and no running water. God, I'm so glad I live in a time with power and water. They had a little barn-like building at the museum right next to the house. It has everything you need for when you don't want to be in the house. The night we were there ended up storming for a little while, so we stayed in the barn because I'm a scared little bitch. (laughs) Me too. After the rain stopped, we all went in and just hung out in the living room for a while. Eventually, we all split off into little groups of two because my friends are apparently not scared and I had to pretend I definitely wasn't either. There were two groups upstairs and my bestie and I downstairs in the room that the two little neighbor girls were killed. This house is old, so you can hear absolutely everything that goes on no matter where you are. My bestie, her name is Morgan. Hey! Hey! We were just chatting when apparently we just stopped and sat in silence. The groups upstairs got concerned and came down to check on us. My friend was recording when he came down to see us. He started talking to us, but we didn't answer for a minute. Until all of a sudden, I started crying uncontrollably. He asked me what was wrong, and I just said, I was so sad... He asked me why, and I had absolutely no idea. I then told him that I really just wanted to see my mom, and I wanted to go home. On the video, you can hear a little girl's voice say, Mama. What? Morgan just sat silently and wouldn't say anything. We both left the house right after. First off, we were both fucking scared and confused. Like, what the fuck just happened? Second, we were both so tired. Mind you, we both work until 7 a.m., five days a week, And it's only like 3.45 at this point. We went in and laid down in her car and took a nap. We did want to leave, but we don't leave anyone behind. We definitely stayed in the car for the rest of the night, though. Fair. Girls, I absolutely love your podcast, and I have so many other stories I will share another time. P.S. Please don't let some random ass dude read this. Aw, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, 
And did she fucking really write that? <laughs> <laughs> the real PS is if you want the video, just ask for it. I don't want to send anybody spooky things without their permission. Um, you can always do that. Or I'm emailing you right now. Permission granted, but also anytime we do get we have gotten crazy pictures in the past where it's like jump scare whenever we open the email. Uh-huh. So we have bitch before. So we have <laughs> give us a fucking warning, guys. No, mama. No unsolicited spooky pics. No, we so one day she, we opened up one. And it was literally like my biggest fear staring in our face. So out of nowhere, Jamie started crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was scared, but, but just overwhelmed with emotion. So they were chit chatting and then they just stop. And then they're like crying and they're they like their beyond. Mom. It's almost like something took on. And then you hear mama. Mama. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. So it's like that little girl kind of took over their emotional energies and was like channeling through them. That's and terrifying. That mm-hmm. definitely makes sense, especially if you're sensitive. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah, and I guess Jamie didn't hear the mama. She was just feeling feelings for her own mom. Right. But the video captured the word mama. Right. Oh. And it was wanting not her mother exactly, but a motherly figure, which we identify as who our mother is. Yeah. It was probably just like, Mm -hmm. I need a motherly bond. Right. And so that led her to wanting her mother but in reality she was just taking on the emotions yeah it kind of felt like a mood yeah Yeah. like a a yearning for a mother mood right i guess yeah or just her feelings of like deep sadness you know maybe they are very close with their mother too so maybe it was just like oh my god i'm feeling so sad i want my mom or i wonder if it was just that feeling that transferred i don't know but Regardless, that's crazy. crazy. If they were in the room where the neighbor girls were killed, that means they were killed in a house that wasn't even their own. Uh So Mm -hmm. it would make sense for those girls to have wanted their mom because they're like, I'm not even in my house and this shit's going down. Yeah, I didn't even think like I'm not even with my so sad. Like I'm not even in my safe space. God, that is so sad. So sad. It's really sad. All right. Thank you so much, Jamie, for sending that in. I know that's a deep, deep, deep story to send in. Sad. The next one we have is from Carly, pronoun she, her. Hey guys, Carly here, she, her. I discovered your podcast less than two weeks ago and I'm almost completely caught up. You bitches are binge worthy, hilarious, and iconic. Also, there's nothing that counteracts raging ADHD like two crazy bitches talking about pure fucking terror. (laughs) Sorry I've called you bitches so many times already. It's a compliment, I promise. No, we take it as one. Anyway, I'm from Canada, so I'm obviously sitting here stoned as fuck and decided now is the time to share all my creepy accounts with y'all because I've always felt really spiritual and connected to another realm since I was a kid. Use them all or whichever one you like. Okay, story one. This one is kind of sweet, but I honestly did not think that when it was happening. I've grown up with cats my whole life, and when I was in grade six, our family cat of 19 years passed away. Hmm. Shortly after that, I got the flu. It was December in Canada, and I was now old enough to stay home by myself when I wasn't feeling well. So during the day, everyone was at work or school, and I was just chilling in bed watching YTV. YTV? (laughs) What's YTV? Yeah, I don't know what that Uh, is. I haven't heard of that. Not YouTube TV, right? No. No, YTV or some shit and drinking lots of fluids. One thing my cat loved to do was knock my cups off my side table. I feel like all cats do that as a form of light bullying to their owners. They do. Okay. Assholes. Anyways, this wasn't a glass table because I know the whole glass sliding cup of water science shit. I've looked it up and I know. 
This was a wooden table in a plastic cup that was full enough that now I don't know would knock it over. Yet I put the glass down and watched as something slowly pushed it to the side of the table and I grabbed it in time and put it back in the center of my table in complete shock. Then it aggressively shoved off the table on the floor and spilt everywhere. I was like, Kat, is that fucking you? Because I was then unwell and couldn't handle this shit right then. But I convinced myself it was a fever dream and I went back to cartoons and Gatorade. Until later that night, my closet door was slightly open. It was facing windows so wind could only blow it shut. Tell me why the closet that my cat always slept in, the door starts slowly opening wider and wider. And the second I scream for my parents and they come in the room, the door just stops moving. Your cat's fucking with you. Guys, I nearly shit my bed and nobody in my family believes me to this day, but I swear my cat was trying to say, What's up from the spirit world? I totally believe you. In the moment, I was freaked out, but now it's so cute to think about. And I have two baby kitty boys now, and she shows herself through them to me in little ways all the time. Story number two. Me and my girlfriend have been dating for two and a half years now, and she does not believe in any of that creepy shit. It makes fun of me for being such a hard believer. She can suck it as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) The irony is that this bitch is straight up a real life modern Wednesday Adams. Weird that I just talked about that. Wednesday Adams, she's like obsessed with death in this really interesting way where she finds it peaceful and beautiful. And she gets these really deep and spooky feelings where she predicts deaths. A couple examples. We were on vacation last year in December 2021. And she randomly turns to me when we were watching Golden Girls and says, quote, I have this weird feeling that Betty White is going to die. Now, you totally could say, well, yeah, no shit. She's like 100. But what are the chances that two weeks later on that same day of the week, Betty White passed away? Then, not too long ago, she called me up out of the blue a month ago saying that she has a weird feeling that somebody in her family is going to die soon. Her grandmother's funeral is Monday. She (gasps) passed away two days ago out of the blue. She was perfectly fine until then. But wait, there's more. This crazy witch of a beautiful woman turns to me last week and says she has a weird feeling her friend's mom is going to die. She had been battling cancer for a while and everyone knew she wasn't going to make it, but she had been holding on for years past her estimated time. And I shit you not, the next day her friend called her to let her know her mom had finally passed. Oh, gosh. Now, my girlfriend believes in her own psychic abilities, at least, but she's still not on board with the rest. Hopefully, your podcast can put her on. But yeah, she freaks me out, and I'm low-key scared of her, but in love. (laughs) LOL. Story three. Me and my family drove to Florida for winter break every year since we were babies. I know Toronto to Florida is a fucked drive. 24 hours straight if you have my insane father as a driver getting you there. Anyway. Ooh. Yeah, screw that. (laughs) The first few years, we stayed at the super old hotel and the ghost shit was popping in this place. Me and my brother would wake up to shadowy figures. We would come up from the pool and our stuff would be randomly moved under the beds or on the balcony. The most creepy experience I had was watching a little boy figure run across the room and hear a little boy's giggle. I thought I was absolutely crazy until years later, my brother said he had run-ins with the little boy ghost too. We were always terrified and begged to move hotels for years, but my parents thought we were being crazy kids making shit up until last year, which is like 20 years after we stayed at that hotel. We now have a condo down the beach. My dad finally confessed that he had paranormal experiences himself, and that's why we moved to the new condo. (laughs) 
He told us a story about him in the hotel room alone, taking a shit, LOL, and the bathroom door started locking and unlocking and locking and unlocking in front of him. He was about the call out asking who's there when he heard a knock at the bathroom door. Thinking it was one of us, he opened it to see that nobody was there. So yeah, as you guys say, when the parents finally confess and confirm the paranormal activity, you know it's real. Yep. I have more stories, but I honestly think my writing is painful. So I will stop here for now. Thanks so much for the <laughs> podcast and keep killing it, ladies. Love you, sexy creeps. XOXOXO, Carly. Carly, no, your your writing is perfect. First yeah. of all. Carly, love you, bitch. And next thing I have to say is you want to talk about getting shy shit. Let a fucking ghost be fucking with a lock on the door. Swear to God. I won't be able to get it out. <laughs> no, lock, unlock, lock, unlock. I'd be like, Ollie? <laughs> Mommy? Because if, if I hear Logan like walking in the vicinity of the house when I'm on the other side, get away! <laughs> the demon That's true. Like, there's nothing more valuable in life than privacy in a restaurant. Yeah, like just being able to be on your own, you know, get the water faucet on, and then there's a ghost fucking with a yeah. lock. But can we talk about her girlfriend? Oh my She's, God. No. Is, I think she might be the girlfriend. <laughs> no. <laughs> your girlfriend, first off, She's going to have to take the time to never learn. predict my death. Right. One. Don't ever let. Actually, she's not allowed to listen to us. Yeah. She's like, I have a feeling groups <laughs> of crimes girls are going to die one day. Uh, maybe call us if that's the case. Or maybe don't. Oh, I would not. Wanna I don't want to know either. If I was dating her. Oh, my goodness. No. no, I would be like, if you have any feelings about me, just like love me a little extra harder and don't tell <laughs> Make me. Make my last couple of days really nice. Buy me everything I <laughs> exactly. want and then it'll be fine. I offer myself as tribute. I will speak with Wednesday. See? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> really? No, literally. Yeah, I would love that. You would. You want to know? He's so afraid of death. That's Trevin's. But like, that's like main really fear. morbid to like know. Yeah, you know. I just feel like I would do more knowing what my allotted amount of time is. Fair, fair. I like the idea of a cat ghost. Me too. I love the idea of a cat ghost. Oh, I love actually ghost. had one. Yeah. What was it? Xbox cat. Yeah. That, so there that was. Cat, that sounds like a meme. Oh, it was that cat was crazy. Wait, was that November fucking creepy account? Yeah, it never went out. I don't know if it ever went out. There was this awesome oh, creepy account. I'm going to have to go back and double check. It was in the, one of the more recent months. And one of our listeners, her cat, um, there was some crazy shit that was going on. Her boyfriend came into the house and the, the printer started printing all by itself at like three o'clock in the morning. And like anytime the cat would walk by the Xbox, it'd like light up and turn on. And like. And anytime the cat would walk by the printer, it would light up and start printing things. No, that one did air. I did listen okay. to that one. So was that December or maybe even October or October. maybe even Halloween? Halloween. Halloween bonus. I don't remember, but I think that might've actually been the one that Jamie's first story was on. Oh. That makes sense. Interesting. That makes sense. But that was a great one. So yeah. that would make sense that Jamie's first one was on there. I'm so interested in people that have multiple cats and if that limits the spiritual activity because cats are such spiritual beings and they take on so much energy. That totally makes sense though. Like ever since having a bunch of cats, I don't really have, I'm kind of more of a skeptic, but I, I don't have any spooky quiet feelings or anything because the cats just keep the whole house so busy i knew you were a skeptic without even <laughs> asking yeah he is such the skeptic and i am totally not and it's so funny when we have conversations about it have you ever had any experience i've had some interesting ones like that story we just 
talked about where uh, knowing somebody was going to die or whatever. So I've always had a very deep fear of death and I talk about it on our show all the time. When I was a kid I was so scared of death that like I wouldn't even I couldn't even watch movies where I knew people were dead in them. I wouldn't listen to the Beatles anymore because I knew like half of the Beatles were dead and it would just really really bother me. And Wow, I did not know that. That's really depressing. Yeah, that used to really bother me. I'm better now. So anyway, anytime I thought about death it just really yucked me out. And there was one time when I was at my parents' house and the phone rang and this like voice or feeling or something I had, I was like, oh, this guy's dead. Like I just knew I was like, this guy's dead. And it wasn't even a guy that I was really close with. It was actually my mom's preacher. So it wasn't really a guy I even knew that well. I was just like, oh, that guy's dead. Oh my! And then my mom answered the phone and then she like started crying on the phone. And then she was like, oh my God, he died. And he secretly had cancer and never told anybody and all this stuff. And I was just like, wow, how did I know that? How old were you? Uh, I was probably, eh, I was probably 18, 16, oh, 17, 18, okay. something like that. And so yeah. ever since then, I'm, I was able to kind of find more peace in it because I thought, you know what, even though I don't really believe the same things as this guy, I thought that guy probably didn't really die with a lot of negativity mm-hmm. or like, you know, fear. He didn't have the same fear I have. Right. Because for me, if I was to die right now, you would be like, oh, my God, that dude, you know, he went through the thing he was afraid of. But when I thought about more about him, he was probably pretty welcoming to it. Mm-hmm. And so then after that, I said, you know what? I don't think it has to be always a creepy thing for everybody. And so then I was like, and I was able to open my mind up to enjoying more things by dead people. Yeah. Yeah. Trevin, so when you had that experience, you've never had like any entity experience. I had my sleep paralysis issues. Sleep paralysis, yeah. Yeah. Me too, Trevin. Yeah, I had a couple bad experiences with that, but uh, no, I haven't really had any entities. We did break into a haunted house one time that. Some things happened, but I still think somebody in the group was fucking with us and just nobody wanted to fess up to yeah. it. Yeah. So that's why you're down to go into a haunted house. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah we all want to go to Disney World because we are like, no. Been there, like, this is like, yeah. murder house, please. <laughs> We're like, Tower of Terror? Yes. Perfect. Tower of Terror we'll sounds bring, great. We'll bring <laughs> that just seems like the drive-through touristy ghost thing. I like to go off the beaten path. Yeah, you know? experience it firsthand. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Carly, for sending yes, that thank in. you so much, Carly. I loved all three of them. And please send in the rest because you, your writing is 100% great. And we love you, too. Okay, so this story is from Kendra, she, her. And I just got to say, Kendra, I love the beginning of your story. So this is how it starts. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> This is my second time submitting since I heard y'all lost all your November creepy accounts. So I figured I will resend just in case. Thank you. So, yeah, I guess she had already sent this once before, but here we go. Yeah, Kendra, we're the worst. We really apologize. (laughs) Our are actually November creepy account got deleted deleted and disappeared. So in my first apartment, I lived with my then roommate and we bonded over the fact that we were both very sensitive to the spiritual realm. She even sees apparitions regularly, where I can just sense things. We lived in a very spacious apartment, and there was a closet right next to the door as you leave. I refused to walk through the main area in the dark just because of how unsettled I always felt in that area. We ended up adopting a couple cats during our time living there, and it never seemed to work out. We adopted one from the shelter, 
He was so sweet and cuddly, but soon after being in the apartment, he became a very mean cat. Sometimes, just us walking by him, he would hiss and try to bite us. We ended up having to bring him back after he bit us a few too many times. We then took in a kitten from my parents' farm that was abandoned by its mother. His name is Binks. Countless times we would leave the apartment and find that Binks kept getting locked into the closet by the door and we would have to let him out. It was also the same area that made me feel so uneasy to walk through in the dark. My roommate's dog would also get very angry and sit under the table and just stare in that corner and bark and growl. No. I always say this. Listen to the dog. Listen to the dog. They always know. If a dog doesn't want to go somewhere or I'm doesn't not Doesn't like entering. a person. That's a thing, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. We watched The Conjuring for our show and Amanda was like screaming that over and over again. Like, listen, listen to the collie. To Don't listen go in. Don't <laughs> God. Okay. Binks was also a very aggressive cat and caused us a lot of issues. Attacking us and visitors, slamming his body against our doors, and knocking down the chairs around the table. He would walk up and lay on your feet and be sweet, and then it would be like a switch would flip, and he would just attack and bite you. It was never playful for him. Some of my friends have scars from him. Binks. Wow. After we moved out of my apartment, my roommate decided she couldn't handle Binks attacking her and destroying things anymore. So when we moved out, she brought him back to my parents' farm. And when I tell you, this cat became a whole different cat. He was the sweetest cat I have ever seen. He loved being pet and cuddled, and you would have never guessed he was the same cat that would attack so aggressively. I'm convinced to this day that we had a very dark spirit living with us in that apartment, and I'm so thankful I no longer live there anymore. The other story is about a notorious haunted church. There is a notoriously haunted church within an hour drive to my hometown. It's called Ness Church in Minnesota. The stories are that this church was built on a Native American battlefield. The first time we went there, we were told about a little ghost girl named Annie, you can find her grave in the graveyard surrounding the church. Annie is known to climb on top of people's cars and just sit there tapping her hands, and you have to ask her to get off your vehicle before leaving, or you risk taking her home (gasps) with you until you return her. Annie! Annie! That's a good legend to build on. That is. So the first time we went to Nest Church was right after I graduated high school. It was the first time I ever thought of doing something like this. I have always been more sensitive to the spiritual realm, but never looked into it. We pulled up to the church and walked into the graveyard. The first odd thing was that there was swarms of bugs in this graveyard. The minute you exit the gate, though, there would be no bugs. I had such anxiety and felt so uneasy being in there and knew I needed to leave. While everyone walked around the graveyard, I went back to the car and got into the back seat of the van. I'm sitting in the van, and I kid you not, I begin to hear intense tapping on the roof of the car. It freaked me out so much, I decided I was going to wait outside across the street. This church is literally in the middle of nowhere and surrounded by only cornfields. No! <laughs> not the cornfields! No! But seriously, what a weird no, setting, my no. god. No. I go to open the door of the van and I can't get out. The door would not budge and I was putting my full weight behind it to try to get it to open. I tried locking it and unlocking it and it was just stuck. 
I see my friend Tyler come out of the gate and I immediately scream for him through the cracked window. He runs over and touches the door and it just flies open. After that, we left, not without asking Annie to get off the vehicle. The second time we went... Oh my God, you went back? Oh my my God. God. (laughs) No, not to the creepy corn graveyard with Annie. You stay away. The second time we went back, we took two vehicles. This time didn't give me as much anxiety as before, but I could only stay in part of the property. We had a bigger group of us and it was pretty chill and nothing too exciting happened. Other than as we were talking and laughing about to leave, the one light on the path right above where we were standing just randomly turned on. Then we booked it out. Another time that we went, we brought a group again. And we brought my roommate, who I mentioned in my creepy cat story that is also super sensitive to the spiritual realm and regularly sees spirits. As we were there, I had the same anxiety that I had the first time. I still went in this time, but only stayed in the higher part of the property near the church and the smaller side of the graveyard that had Annie's grave on it. Then we all began to see something running on the other side of the graveyard. It ran back and forth a few times and seemed to be coming closer. No. (gasps) A couple of my friends walked along the edge of the property towards the bottom of the graveyard. They got a hundred feet away when one of them screamed and they both ran back. My friend was holding his arm and breathing heavy. He rolled up his sleeve and had a huge scratch on his arm that was bleeding, but his shirt was still intact. We took that as our sign to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Run for your fucking lives. That was the last time we went to Nest Church, and we don't have any plans on going back. Thank you. We went there probably a dozen times in total, and after visiting half the vehicles that went back would break down shortly after or get into a bad wreck. (gasps) Even as I'm typing this, I'm getting chills thinking about that place. I hope you enjoy. I will definitely be submitting more in the future. Keep it up, ladies. Oh, Oh my God. God. All I know is that if I was in a graveyard and I see something moving towards me and I'm surrounded by cornfields. I guarantee you I would be that person in a horror movie who runs straight into the cornfields, traps himself in, and then they get chased <laughs> around for the next four hours and then ends up dying. Yeah. The fact that the cars, when they leave, are either like breaking down, getting in horrific accidents, like it, it can't be just Annie. No. There's something right. more dark, lower vibrational that is in this area and whether it's attached to the church slash the graveyard or cemetery slash outside of it. Slash the cornfield. I think it's the cornfield. <laughs> and I don't even want to put it off on like a Native American battleground. I want to say that this is something that's because of the low energy that's been created because of all the tragedy that's happened in this right. area. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. I wonder how the whole story of Annie originated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I want to know. Yeah, that's a really cool legend. Yeah, that is a cool legend. I don't want to offend Kendra here, but I do have a question about the roommate. Because mm. whenever the roommate, I don't know if you guys are on still good terms or what not, or if she listens to this. And if you do, I'm so sorry. But we've just, you know, have heard you stories know. of roommates that have very like bad energy. And, and that's what the cat reacts from. Yeah. And it's not that they're outwardly seem like they're somebody that you need to be on the lookout for. It's that there's things that happen surrounding them or having to do with them. Whereas if you're away from them, everything like if something could have been attached. Yeah. Like from maybe they were from a haunted home because like the cat acted normal, 
when you moved out. So maybe it wasn't necessarily the place you're living, but mm-hmm. what came with the roommate and your roommate might be really, really cool. I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. Roommate don't get offended. We're, we're just kind of scarred from the ultimate creepy <laughs> account that came into our Patreon. Yeah. A long, long time ago. And that one was basically about it came a, from her home, a roommate that yeah. had a possession that came from her home and traveled to the apartment that they were all in and burnt out all of their electronics and crazy story scratches and bad things yeah the scratch thing really yeah without the marks on the shirt like the fact that it was only on the skin Uh, right i don't like that right yeah the the shirt was still intact. That's like a whole new level of what a bad roommate can bring. <laughs> like you think dirty dishes and all nighters right. and stuff is bad, but it's like hey, bring a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really though. Really, it's, it's not talked about. It's not talked about. It's enough. not talked about enough, and it needs to be <laughs> talked about enough. And we're here to advocate for the people who had to deal with the demonically possessed. Roommates. Yeah, we need to raise yeah. awareness. <laughs> yeah thank yep. you kendra for sending them that's crazy story. yeah kendra that yes thank you kendra beyond terrifying and i would love like a little bit more detail about the area if even give like a little bit more detail as to like what the stories are in the area and that you've heard that like made you want to go there too yeah you went back she said like a, a dozen, dozen yeah. times a dozen wild. times I was and she's like, and every time that we left in a car, it either broke down or there was a really horrific accident. Like, like I had a really bad time. Ten out of ten. Let's would go, go again. again. Ten out of ten. Let's <laughs> flip go. it and reverse it. Can we get some Yelp reviews on this? Or what's the drama? Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Okay, guys, so we're not going to bore you anymore with any more chit-chat. If it's your part one, head on over to Live, Laugh, Larceny on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Where else do you want them to head over to? You can listen to us wherever you like to get us. We're everywhere. I know. I think we're on, like, every platform we possibly can be on when it comes to listening. So just choose whichever one you like. <laughs> yes, head on Pick over Pick your there. poison. Yeah. And if you guys are on your part two, thanks for coming over and hanging out with us. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you have a creepy account of your own, you can send that in to to creeps and crimes podcast at gmail.com. Do you guys take story submissions? We definitely do, but they are petty stories, of course. Yes. Any type of petty story it doesn't have to be a petty technical crime because sort of our comedy thing that we do is if you've done anything petty, we try to make it sound like it's a crime, like a big crime. I call them our crimes against humanity. Amanda's had a few of her own where she thought a guy cheated on her and she dumped the bottle of water on him and we made it into a very <laughs> dramatic story. Yeah, we love just petty the retaliations and stuff like that. you've ever done. Just email us at livelefflarceny at gmail.com. Please and thank you. Please and thank yes. you. Thank you guys for hopping on with us today. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. And we're so excited to head over to your guys' RSS feed right now. All right, see y'all there. Bye.